welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who like to use a lot of words yet say nothing at all. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 215. It's sort of a Wood Talk weekend episode, if you will. On today's show, we're talking about one thing, and that will be uh, choosing a finish for your project. And let's get down to it. Um, I should also mention, you know, it's a good idea to mention this, woodtalkshow.com. If you want to help us out and support the show, keep this train running, you can do that. There's some donation links and uh, recurring donation links. Anything you want to do, uh, you can do that at woodtalkshow.com. Such right. a great website. It, Such really it is. Website. It's so it's, awesome. I'm it's minimalist. So many lives. I like it. It's so choice. You know, and really, if you want to ask people and, and have a good critique of a website, ask the people who actually use and created the website. They'll, it's always going to be a fair and honest evaluation, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Navigation's great. <laughs> Built it all. The, 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 picture, the picture of the guys at the top left is really, really nice. They're very good-looking oh, people. I, I aspire to be them every day. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got an email from Matt. Not... Matt Vanderlist, someone else. He says, newbie woodworker here. There are lots of great resources out there on how to apply different finishes, but do you know of anyone that helps one choose a finish? Example, on some projects, I want to have, say, a Danish blonde. Oops, that didn't sound right. Or modernish finish that shows off a light-colored wood. On other projects, I might want to have a more of a heavy, shiny Japanese lacquer finish. And still on others, I may want a flat reddish-brown look. As I said, I'm new, so I know there are uh, commonly used finishes like Danish oil, teak oil, tongue oil, poly, shellacs, etc. Uh, but where can I go to see what they look like so I know which one to uh, which one I'd like to emulate? Now, I think this is probably a really common question that people get when they start woodworking because, um, you know, I don't think people realize necessarily that finishing in and of itself is like an area of study. And you wouldn't necessarily have your dentist uh, doing a heart surgery, you know? So, I mean, bad example, right? But ultimately what I'm saying is it's a specialization and there's so much chemistry there's so many different types of finishes, and then you have the great like personal preference thing looming overhead that you never quite know uh, what kind of finish looks good because there's that whole opinion thing. So it's a difficult area to master, and I think a lot of us get into woodworking because we love... I mean, frankly, there's a simplicity to it. Like, especially if you have a technical job, going into the shop and just building stuff with wood is a very... Um, I don't know. It's it's such an old kind of age old craft. It's one of those things that we love for its simplicity and purity. And then finishing tends to be the antithesis of that in a way with all of its chemistry and finickiness and all the different things you have to worry about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Finishing just scares the living daylights out of me. (laughs) Yeah. So, so here's the thing, resource recommendations. First of all, let's answer his question. Do we know of a resource that kind of maybe in a flow chart format or something walks you through what type of finish might be appropriate for a particular project? I I don't offhand other than a a handful of the finishing books that are out there. And I don't think there's anything like an actual flow chart or, or anything like that. There's more or less like one of those chapter one, Holly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of one either. Um, you know, so I'm going to write off. I think your best bet there would be to actually go to a good, uh, paint store. I don't know what else to call them. They're not just paint, but they always have those, um, those sample cards that show, especially with shea or stains and things like that, that show the different types. The really good ones, like a good Sherwin Williams store will have different sample boards for this lacquer, that lacquer, Ah. this polyurethane, et cetera. Um, you might have to go to a couple to kind of build it up, but you also could do it yourself. Um, you know, there there are you could start creating 
making your own sample board. This those things is going to take time, obviously, but and and a little bit of money because you've actually got to go buy the finishes. But it is it is worth kind of building your own um, sample chain, if you will. With so, in other boards. words, what you're saying is experimentation is the best way to discover which one you think is going to work out for a given project, or just for whether you even want to tackle it or not. Yeah, I think so. But I also think there are some shortcuts to that where some of those. I'm thinking specifically. There's a Sherwin Williams near me that. Um, has a lot of these they're little like business card sized pieces of of red oak in this case because it's cheap and um they've thrown a bunch of different finishes and they've got them like tacked onto a board and you can see what's there i'm also thinking of it woodcraft like um uh uh, what's the company general finishes Mm -hmm. has a a sample board there that shows the different colors and things like that. And just looking at each manufacturer's little sample board, you can see the different types of finishes and how they, how they look on the board. That's going to get you maybe halfway there. Um, but yeah, you gotta get your, your start. You get your foot in the door is basically what you're saying to kind of give you an idea of which direction to head in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're you're touching on a really good point because as you're making sample boards, what you're also doing, which is an invaluable thing, is creating experience. Uh, Because it's not just how the finish looks, it's can you apply that finish in a way that looks like that sample that you saw? Uh, There's no substitute for experience. So the experimentation not only gives you a nice sample to play with, but it tells you, uh, wow, shellac really does apply very differently than oil based polyurethane. Um, right. You know, because a, a great advice that I remember um, Michael Dresner gave gave me in an interview I did at one point, uh, he said the best finish you could possibly apply is the one that you know how to apply. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> because what, what good is a great, you know, hardcore sort of protective finish if you don't actually have the means or the knowledge to apply it properly? Because um, right. here's the thing. I think the reality is that most modern finishes, for the most part, will satisfy the needs of most of our furniture. You know, I mean, well, if you know, go ahead. It, it, and I always think about like with something like uh, a poly or even a shellac or something, any of these these top coats, it, it's surprising how with a, a little bit of playing around, a little bit of knowledge, you can have them almost. I won't say that they look exactly like, but mimic to some degree some of the other ones. Sure. You know, I, I think a lot of times people think of poly and one of the things they really hate about it is supposedly that quote unquote plasticky kind of look where in fact you can manipulate it so that it does have a, a softer uh, appearance uh, and maybe a softer feel to it or something, which very much could mimic perhaps you know, more of a penetrating oil. It's not the same thing, but it still, it could kind of give that look if you know what you're doing. And that's again, where experimentation comes in. Well, and the funny thing is for me, most finishing just because I grew up on as a finisher grew up on like woodworks. Uh, A lot of what I've used is armor seal and it's a wiping varnish. And tongue oil, yes, tongue oil, quote unquote. (laughs) Uh, But for me, uh, polyurethane finish is not the four letter word that it is for a lot of people maybe who've been in the game a lot longer than I have. For me, a polyurethane finish is a wiped on armor seal finish, which actually to me starts to look like a light coat of lacquer or a Danish oil or something that has a little bit of finish, you know, a little bit of, uh, of varnish resin in it, uh, but still has that close to the wood look and feel. 
and sort of the just I, I don't really think in terms of thick polyurethane finishes because who really I don't know who does that anymore I guess unless you're doing something that really has to be durable or it's making outdoor like a shower bench or something stupid. right where you, where you hold it like the Achilles heels and there's that one little <laughs> spot and you just dip it into the uh, river and guys, you pull it out you guys got to see the finish on this shower bench my gosh <laughs> this thing looks like it was just uh, dipped in plastic like clear plastic I love it it's nice. great <laughs> well you know the other thing here that makes this difficult is it's going to vary from wood to wood too yeah um, you know a, a white oak that's really really porous that's going to soak up a lot of stuff is going to be totally different than maple which doesn't soak up anything so, you know, if there's any color or, or hue, say, you know, like polyurethane will add a slightly amber hue as compared to water-based finishes have that kind of white, almost bluish cast to them. Well, that's going to look different on the different woods that you choose, too. So it, it, it is difficult to say, you know, is there a place to go and say, this is what all your finishes look like. I do think that some of the, Mark, you said this originally, some of the books out there, maybe it was Matt. One of you, one of you smart guys. One of us starts this. with an M. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Um, like Flexner's book on finishing mm-hmm. is a good one because he covers all the different types of finishes, but he breaks them down into categories between film finishes and penetrating oils. And if, as it sounds like Matt, our, our questioner, has an idea of the look he wants, I think if he has the knowledge to connect that those dots from the look he wants to a type of finish – then he can start to experiment from there. So in other words, if I want that close to the wood finish, well, then I want to penetrate and finish. I don't want a film that's going to create that, for lack of a better term, plasticky look. Or if I want that Japanese lacquer finish like he chose, well, that's a top coat. That's a film finish that builds up on top. And that's what I've always done. I look at it between film finishes and penetrating finishes and try to figure out what I want from there. Now, color... That's a totally different thing. Yeah, no, maybe it's just my lack, I don't know, lack of experience or inability to discern the difference between some film finishes. I mean, can you guys look at a finish from five feet away and tell whether it's lacquer or shellac? Uh, for anybody that's ever asked me that question via email, they already know the answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically... I can, I- tell which one was applied professionally and which one was applied by me. There you go. <laughs> From across can, the room. I can identify the things I finished. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, and even a really good, well-done polyurethane finish that's been rubbed out is going to be very difficult for you to tell the difference just visually. Um, so the visual side of this is only one part of the decision-making process. I think durability and sort of long-term viability are going to be issues. How to apply it is an issue. Uh, what about equipment? You know, if you're looking like, okay, I did my research and a two-part uh, conversion varnish or something, or maybe a catalyzed lacquer, these are the things that I think I should be applying. Uh, okay, I'm going to go buy it. Oh, crap, I need something to spray it. You know, right. so so you may right. not even have the right equipment to be thinking about a Japanese lacquer finish. Um, so it's it sounds like he's going to be adventurous, and there's kind of you know there's different types of people with when it comes to finishing. There's people who embrace it and embrace the chaos and want to get into it, and that I kind of fall into that category where I enjoy all the chemistry and all the differences between finishes, and I like that experimentation. Other people just want something that works that can be used on most things that is just a go-to finish and it's super reliable. Um, He sounds like someone who wants to play a little bit and wants to experiment a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, one piece of advice I can I can give is uh, stay away from some of the advice online. Now, our advice is spectacular, but you all know that there's <laughs> with the exception forums. of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're exce- with the exception to all the rules when it comes to online advice. But you never have those ones in the forum where suddenly they have these wacky formulas that's supposed to give you this insane, you know, finish and everything yeah, else. And it's just step like process. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, wait, what? And you, of course, then, of course, when it doesn't go well, you blame something in there that you must have accidentally added <laughs> half an ounce of too much of this. And that's why it threw it all off. Yeah. yeah Be careful right. of those ones. <laughs> if you can try to keep it simple, you know, it doesn't yes. have to be complicated. Uh, most recipes, I mean, anytime I've seen someone who gives me a sort of recipe from start to finish of what they did, and it's more than five steps or more than like three products, usually I can go in and reduce it by about half and get them Mm. to a point where they're going to get more predictable results and just as good of a a look without as much money and time invested into this really convoluted process. So I think at least in the beginning until you're, you know, you sort of become a ninja at finishing, um, really aim for simplification if you can. Uh, and, And think about the basics about what each type of finish does, what it means. And it's, I guess we sort of stereotype certain finishes in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like you were talking, Shannon, about water-based finishes having a, a bluish hint to them. That's kind of one thing that's fairly well-known. So what do people say? Don't use them on darker woods, you know, because right. you get that weird bluish cast to them. Um, they also say water-based finishes don't have a lot of life to them. It sort of gives a piece of very muted look, uh, but they don't yellow over time. So if you want to keep maple looking like pure bright maple, a water-based finish is probably a really good choice for that. You know, so so what? Let, let's kind of go through some of these finishes and see if you want to achieve a certain thing. You know, what might you use? So if you're looking for something just sim- simple but protective, dining room tabletop. What what would you guys use? I I, I like my poly, especially because it's going to be protection on there. Mm-hmm. It's hard I to get better armor than that. seal, which is yeah. you know, well, I used. I used to say oil varnish, but I understand it's just varnish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're, you, I, th- I think you guys are right. That's exactly what I would say, too. It's it's easy to use. You wipe the coats on, and it's a dining room table. This thing is going to get beat up. You need some urethane on there to resist what kids and family members will, will dish out on this Although thing. I will say, um, dependent on the wood, again, like you were saying earlier, Mark, I really like Endurovar. Um, and that's water. Endurovar is nice. Yeah. See, and that's where the conversation gets really confusing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. Thank you for now not clarifying. Endurovar <laughs> is beautiful. Um, and, you know, how about a catalyzed lacquer, you know, or pre cat lacquer? If you're into HVLP, uh, that's a great finish too. Nice and strong, good for uh, surfaces that need durability. Um, how about a close to the wood look? Let's say someone's building a nice little box um, and they don't really need all that extra protection. Um, what might you use for that, Shannon? Armor seal. <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going. You, you said it earlier. It's the finish that I know how to apply. <laughs> so, I was thinking the same exact thing. For for a small box, like when I was doing craft show stuff, I used lacquer a lot. Now yeah. that wasn't for a close to wood finish, but it was because it was it dried so fast, and I usually had to have the boxes on the show table by the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really stupid simple to apply. Um, if it's gonna be close to the wood. I think oil and wax works really well or just oil like Mm -hmm. a Danish oil is perfect for that. Cool. All right. Well, let's get some closing thoughts here. I think if I were to give him any advice, if you know, experimenting is fine. The problem with finishing is you run a risk of being the jack of all trades and a master of none. It's very easy to try all these different finishes and not be good at any of them. And that's a bad thing. So my advice would be 
experiment a little bit. Let's let's focus on lacquer this month or this quarter or this year, whatever your frequency of woodworking is. Uh, focus on one at a time. Get good at applying it. Understand what it can do, what it can't do, and then observe your projects over the course of the years and use that knowledge to build upon what you consider your main bank of finishes that you can use. Uh, but don't skip around too much because you wind up... Uh, you just wind up not really being good at any of them. Um, and finishes expire. <laughs> yeah. And you'll use a little bit, I, right? And then a whole I thing discovered is, by throwing out a whole lot of stuff in my cabinet that yeah. I bought to try and forgot about it for a year. And it's so it disappointing to go pick up that can of poly and you don't hear or feel any sloshing around. It's <laughs> just a solid cube of resin. <laughs> oh, I got a nice poly plug. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I, one one thing that I've dropped a note in here, and I was thinking of this, um, there is a phenomenal DVD set by Charles Neal. Yeah. And when it comes to finishing, he's one of those guys that you, you want to pay attention to. Check out his his videos online. He's got Is it A to Z? A finishing A to Z, stuff. I think? Yeah, finishing A to Z. Um, it is expensive, I will tell you. It's a 10 DVD set right now on Woodcraft. It's $140. Um I got it for Christmas like five or six years ago, and I can't tell you the number of times I've referenced it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm I'm dropping a link into the show notes that actually is an accompanying PDF to that series, and there's a lot of good information in there on, for instance, if you want to achieve that uh, fumed oak arts and crafts finish, Charles has a recipe for you. If you want to get a vintage mahogany look, he's got a recipe for you. So this is a little bit of that where do you go to find that specific look. But uh, this DVD set, it's kind of the last finishing thing you'll ever need to buy, frankly. Um, for 10 DVDs, it's pretty impressive what he covers. Uh, along the same lines, Hendrik Varyu, a friend of the show, has yep. a series on finishing that is uh, phenomenal. Like a lot of times people ask the question, well, you know, this demonstration showed how to apply finish to a flat surface, but what about an actual piece of furniture? Well, Hendrick goes through the process with an actual piece of furniture showing how you brush on the finish and apply these various finishes and apply lacquer with a brush. Um, it's, it's detailed to a level that's going to make you throw up. It's literally <laughs> a, uh, it's like going to his, uh, shop and being with them there for eight hours, literally. Yeah, it's like coming to a, uh, a Wood Talk weekend event and taking a course from one of us. That's right. Only you'll yeah, actually but, get but more information. Less barbecue. <laughs> less barbecue and better information. I mean, frankly, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah, so check check out those resources. I think those are good. And of course, the classics uh, in finishing books are uh, Bob Flexner, Understanding Wood Finishing, and Jeff Jewett, uh, Taunton's Complete Illustrated Guide to Finishing. Those will kind of give you the overview about these different finishes, so you at least know what those options are. Um, but seriously, try to keep it simple. I think you'll be much happier in the long Absolutely. run. I, I think there's the, that's the most important thing is the simplicity. We can overcomplicate so many things. Totally. Uh, but if you just start out really simple and become really comfortable with it, you'd be amazed at how much you don't want to experiment with other things because you get such amazing results. Yeah, yeah. All right. Armor seal. <clears throat> Armor seal. Armor seal. I think someone's going to get a general finishes sponsorship pretty soon. Yay! Oh, man, he's going to beat me. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to support the show and keep great shows like this coming, you can do so. Go to woodtalkshow.com and looking at left-hand column, you'll see some donation links. We appreciate that support. And also, you can buy a Wood Talk t-shirt at twwstore.com. You can also leave us an iTunes review if you want to. Just go to the iTunes store, find us. Uh, we're Wood Talk in there. Click on ratings and reviews and leave us a five-star four star maybe but preferably a five star rating and matt how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here 
All right. Hey, folks, do you have a comment, a question, or a topic suggestion? There's several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our WoodTalk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at the brand new, all amazing looking woodtalkshow.com website. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck with your finishing. Keep it simple. And uh, we love you. Um, <laughs> so much. So much. Yeah, definitely. So Especially very, if you come much. over and work on my project <laughs> and finish it for me, then I'll really love you. There you go. All right. We'll catch you next love time. Love you like oil loves varnish. Ooh, nice. Oh.